Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here we go! There's only four words. This is something, something Bronco. This one's for Pat! Featuring Mike DeSico and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, who has now been sick for a third time this January. Is it February? It's February. I, Mike, you're okay. <clears throat> I, I'm no longer contagious with strep. I, I was down for the count all weekend uh, in anticipation of the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm rallying. I'm, I'm trying to come around. And despite your wishes uh, voiced, you may have heard it uh, when the show started, we are not becoming a soccer podcast. We should. No. Uh- Yes, I have Gio Reyna comments I want to get out there. And just for the record, I don't think I can be, like, if you're contagious, I don't think it transmits via podcast. I think it could be. That is a relief for our well, handful of it listeners. It was 5G, you know, that the government is using to make us sick. Yeah, yeah. That's different from a podcast, though. I mean, COVID had its moments like i didn't get sick for like three years and now like i've been i i've had the ulcer i had a cold and now i had a strep uh really this year is off to a great start sounds like you're at some point natural selection needs to take its course 
you know, pick out the weak and the sick and all that. So anyway, if you're interested in being the co-host of something, something Broncos, send me your resume. I, uh, I think it might be time for me to stop licking light switches in public places. Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> take a gun and it on the ground, Jess. If you're in McDonald's, don't reach under the table for gun. Uh, Get that finger out of your ear. You don't know where that finger's been. That's the other problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know, Mike. You're up on all like the Broncos stuff, and I've just been sick. I've just I can tell you uh, about um, how many uh, Tylenol you're allowed to have in a 24 hour period. I can tell you. If Doctor Cox uh, says you just shake the bottle and throw it in their mouth, and whatever lands in there is the right amount. It's kind of the hungry, hungry hippos ap- yeah. approach, and I support it. Uh, what what is what's the latest in Broncos country? Well, uh, Christian Parker left to go to Philadelphia and follow Vic Fangio. So that's like two bright young defensive minds in the last two years with Evero and Parker, who have now left Denver before we got a chance to see what they could do in a more important role, defense coordinator. And or if uh, Evero, like for example, if Parker left for a defensive coordinator position, I think we could have got a third round supplemental pick for that of the minority hiring process and so now we don't get that either so we're kind of letting you know you heard the phrase brain drain uh in the past where you know people are leaving and it's kind of happening with denver a couple of good young assistants going to green well i would say greener pastures but evero went to carolina which is a dark brown ugly pasture but he's it's, still left so i don't know should we overreact pasture. to this let's overreact to this jess give me a hot take oh i think that this is going to ruin the Broncos' 2024 season. Easily. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, we're dead in our infancy. What can I say? Like it's. Well, yeah. And I think the thing that people aren't talking about with this is what role did Taylor Swift play in this? You know, what did she know and when did she know it? So I think that's the thing that the Denver media needs to look into. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking this this morning as I was listening to the 80th hour of Taylor Swift coverage going into the Super Bowl. And um, I'm not mad that that she is part of the Super Bowl. I'm not mad that she is part of football. And I and I certainly don't discount uh, all that she's done to grow the game with with uh, underrepresented constituencies like your eight year old uh, girl set. Uh, like they've done great. It's it's been great. It's been great. But I am I am now annoyed that whether you're pro or con. You still have to have the conversation about Taylor Swift now. Like you can't just talk about the Super Bowl. It has to. Yeah, yeah. It, it had. There's like that conversation. Like, are you for it? Are you against it? Are you? Are you? Are you for uh, women's rights? Are you against uh, 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 the government? Uh, <laughs> you know, like it has been so right. talked about to the point where it's like I just want it to be over. No, I can get that, and I just don't like the. You know, she's on TV all the time during games. You know, it's like. She's on the air for a total of like 30, 40 seconds in a three and a half hour game. But it's like, it's not her fault. It's the NBC, Fox, whatever cameras who are cutting to her and the producers who are putting it there. And I don't know, Travis Kelsey's on every goddamn commercial on my TV, on Twitter, on what else. And there's no backlash there. So it's just like, I, I, I am in support can, of a backlash against Travis Kelsey. I'm, I would like I to support that too. That. Evidently, he invaded the he invented the fade haircut too. Now that's a thing that he's now done. Um, every you know black person who's ever had one 
banished to the ash bin of history because now a white dude is going to sweep in and get credit for that. Um, I don't know. I just he did uh, not have invented it, uh, but he perfected it. Did he? Did he? <laughs> um, Taylor thinks so. I don't know. I I've been very tuned out on all the Super Bowl stuff just because I don't care about the Chiefs. I as many good Americans do, I actively loathe them. So I don't know. I'm taking very much a backseat in the Super Bowl. I'll tune in and watch the game on Sunday, eat some nachos and have some fun. But I don't know. Super Bowl hype, if my team's not in it, I don't care. If my team's in it, I will consume it like a fire hose of water to the face. We just saw the Super Bowl five years ago. I, I yeah. don't need to see it again. It's it's a rematch. It's the rematch that literally nobody wanted. Well, Look at it this way. The quarterback who was in the position to win that Super Bowl five years ago was one Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, every now and then on Twitter, you see those things. He makes sense for Denver. You know, so we could have a Super Bowl quarterback in Denver. When's the last time that happened? Uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, dude, I was trying to set you up for a Russell Wilson joke there. Oh, well, remember I, him? you mean including including this? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, don't know. I, I hope we don't get Jimmy G. It's like. What's the point? It's like we have a no, no. Well, I, I, I'm sure you saw it this morning. What are you? Go ahead. Are you talking over me? Talking over you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm kidding. You go ahead. You're my boo, and you're sick. I, I, my thing right here. Yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom. I've been sorry to malign you, but no. This morning, I, I wrote I because I was sick yesterday on Monday and I was unable to do my, my daily article for uh, horse, tracks. Uh, horse tracks for uh mile high report. And so today I just said, you know, like, are, do we have a vision? Do we have a vision for the future? If we end up with like a Gardner Minshew or, or a Jimmy Garoppolo, then there just is no plan. Is there? like, I mean, like we can be honest, there's been times where there hasn't been a plan. That's how we ended up with Trevor Simeon and, and, and Paxton Lynch. And the entire Denver mantra has always been, you know, we don't need a good quarterback. We just need a game manager who can, you know, just not make mistakes and we'll be able, we'll be fine. We'll be able to win contrary to all evidence over the last seven years. And contrary to the evidence of the Super Bowl for the last 30 years, Elite quarterbacks win the game 90% of the time. Take your Trent Dilfer takes and rub them up in olive oil, wad them up and shove them up your ear. Up your Brad Johnson. Yeah, those are the – like. it's like Denver is obsessed with the outlier. Well, Brad Johnson won. Yeah, like, okay, cool. I'll take every other elite quarterback who won, and let's see who, who had more. Get your damn elite quarterback. If there is no quarterback in this draft that, A, you want and B, can afford – then run it back with Stidham, save the salary cap space. What what does Minshew or Garoppolo do for this franchise long term? Nothing, right? Nothing. So why bother? I had this thought, and this is probably the fiscal conservative in me. <clears throat> we're we we we're stuck kind of with this Russell Wilson contract. Like, what what if we just like honored it and we just ate it, like, and we made him play, and it just sucked. For like the next two years, or it's like three years, isn't it? Isn't it like it goes on for it's just forever? It's it's like it's like a prison sentence. Um, if we're gonna have to suffer by it, why 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 can't he suffer with us? Like like just just make him like sit there on the bench or or make him play and just run around for the rest of his life and just be like, sorry, we can't pay your linemen because 
you have you have saddled us with this two hundred and forty six million dollar anchor. He didn't saddle us with that. That was a uh, that was George Payton and Joe Ellis or whoever it was, not Joe Ellis, excuse me, who saddled us with that. It's like if somebody gave you a two hundred fifty million dollar contract, are you saying no? Oh, I know. I take the contract, but exactly. and then I just be like, whatever. You, like you pay me for my time. I, I show up. You want me to lift some weights? Sure. You want me to go to the hospital? Meet some kids? Sure. sure. But don't we save money in the long run by getting rid of him now? Are we out from it sooner if we get rid of him now? Sure. I have no idea. Are we? I mean, we still owe him tens of millions of dollars for the next at least three I years. Know, you know, it's like there's that saying, what must be done eventually might as well be done immediately. We have to move on from him. It's clear even to Russ. So are we sure this isn't just rich guys spending money so that they feel like they're doing something like, is yeah. this, is this like they have Walmart money in their pocket and they're like, they, they just, and they're just mad and like, feel like they need to do something. Didn't this predate Walmart money? No ownership now. Yeah. Yeah. So is that why they're cutting bait on Russell Wilson? They're just kind I of, eh. I mean, he's not the long-term answer. The sooner you get rid of him, the sooner you're out from underneath it. I haven't heard one valid argument to keep him yet. Um, even if like we do your petty suggestion and keep him just to set him on the bench, we have that distraction hanging over us for the next two or three years. Do we, I don't know. Do we really need that? And is that a mistake we learn from if we, if we move on from it so hastily, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like we made our bed. We almost should be forced to lie in it. We are going to be, we're going to have salary cap hell this year, next year and everything. So we are going to lie in it. We are going to have to pay the consequences of this mistake. That doesn't mean we have to pay for the consequences while staring Russell Wilson lovingly in the eye and running our fingers gently through his hair. It's time for him to move out and find his own bachelor pad, and we'll still be paying for that mistake you know, for years. There's no ointment to pay for this mistake. We just have to suffer through it. So I don't know. Here's the question, the larger question to me, and Frank Schwab, a fantastic gentleman and follow on Twitter uh, pointed out that New Orleans has, has like $83 million in dead cap. And he's like, welcome to your future, Denver fans. This Russell Wilson quagmire is not Sean Payton's fan if, uh, fault. Excuse me. It's not his fault. But we all saw how the cap was managed in New Orleans. Are you worried at all that this is just going to be the new normal for Denver? Or do you not draw any correlation there? How do you feel about cap management and Sean Payton, given his history? I, you know, right now, it's kind of the least of our concerns, isn't it? I mean, it's it's like we're already $35 million over, and we've got uh, George, right? So George Payton wasn't at the Senior Bowl. It was uh, the new guy, whatever his name is. Yeah, is yeah. New name? Yeah. Yeah, new you're guy. Right. You're right. And so, uh, so I, you know, they're going to have to figure out how to get under the cap this year. And then they're going to have to figure out how to get out of the cap next year mm-hmm. and the year after that. <laughs> and so like we, getting to base zero is now, is now the goal. Uh, I, I don't know uh, that. I mean, look, looking from afar at the saints cap trouble. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Could that happen here? It's we're already kind of uh, up to our neck in it already. So I, I Oh no. <laughs> Well, you know, there's those businesses and people who just constantly living their life in the red and just band-aids to make it through to the next paycheck or next quarter or whatever. And um, part of me is worried that the Broncos are going to be that team. They're constantly kicking the can down the road until there's no place left to kick it and it just explodes in our face. 
It's amazing how long the death rattle is taking, right? I mean, you, yeah. it's like you kick it down the up, oh, shouldered with a uh, saddled with a uh, a huge a huge contract. Oh, now no picks. Oh, new new free agent contract. Oh, no picks. Like it's yeah. it's just kind of alternates. It's like it's like the staggering death of Alan Rickman yeah. uh, <laughs> in the, the Robin Hood movie. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, first of all, that's a fantastic analogy, but I think. All of that is exactly the argument for drafting a rookie quarterback. Because if we can get four years on a rookie quarterback deal, that allows you the freedom and the flexibility to fix some of these other problems and salary cap situations that are that is plaguing Denver. And I just think physically, physically, a rookie quarterback is the right move. I mean, if you can get a good a good young player or an above average young player for five years at a rookie deal, you can fix your other problems and before you have to extend him. Well, and, and the fan base would riot if you brought in uh, Gardner Minshew or, or um, what's his face? The, the James. Huh? James. Yeah. There's another, there's another, I, I've forgotten uh, the, the, the Jimmy Garoppolo. Thank you. God. Well, what I'm, I'm having a fever dream on the podcast at, at this very moment. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What happens if they do some accounting magic and sign like $25, $30 million at uh, Kirk Cousins? Oh, my wouldn't God. Be, wouldn't that be the worst thing ever? That would also be terrible. Like there's there's so many ways that this could go wrong. Uh, it, it's, it's almost, I mean, with the way things have gone in recent history, it's almost like, well, which terrible direction will this go? Yeah. It's, you remember, uh, you've, you're a Simpsons fan. You remember that oh, yeah. uh, scene of uh sideshow bob stepping on all those different rakes <laughs> yes steps on a rake thunks him in the face rah, 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 turns around twack rah, 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 rah. that's the broncos and we're all just waiting for that next rake right there's no like all the goodwill and assumption that they'll figure out is gone and so you're just waiting to be smacked in the face of the rake again i you know i thought you were going to go a different direction with that i thought you were going to go to when homer is talking to bart and bart says this is the worst day of my life Yes. And Homer says, this is the worst day of your life so far. Yes. I, I use that with my kids all yes. the time. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, um, I, both are apt. Uh, I think, I think both apply here. Oh yeah. This, um, a, mine may have been better, but that's, that's fine. No, that's no, a matter no, of debate. No, no. Mine both sides show Bob. <laughs> Getting self-injuring himself. So there you go. It's I mean, then that's what, that's what it's for. So we're not going to be very active in the free agent market, except to 
you'd be riding horse tracks saying Lloyd Cushenberry today signed a big contract with, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars or whatnot. That's going to be our involvement in uh, free agencies, writing like player obits as they walk out the door. So we're pretty much putting all of our eggs into the draft basket. And and how many picks do we have in the first two rounds? One. One pick. One pick. <laughs> so that's egg. We have. I, I still don't get the egg. people draft. You got to draft a defensive lineman or offensive lineman. It's like none of those picks will do anything to solve this problem until we get a quarterback. And I swear to God, I've been saying this for the last six years. If we don't get a quarterback, what are we even doing? What are we doing? What is this? Are you, hey, can I take it back to soccer? Have you seen the uh, Taylor Twellman rant from when the U.S. didn't qualify, qualify for the World Cup four years ago? I hear your lips moving and, and there's noise coming out. Okay. But it, it, it sounds, the Dude. sounds are foreign to me. I do Dude, not understand what you were saying. Well, he's from New England. He played for the revolution up there, so you should be hometown hero sort of thing. But watch his rant about the U.S. when they didn't qualify for the World Cup. He's like, what are we even doing? And he's yelling. That entire that entire rant, first of all, should be on your soundboard, applies to the Broncos. You know, If we don't draft a quarterback, what are we even doing? What is the point of any of this? We need to have an answer at quarterback. And we need to stop trying to be gaslit into thinking that answer is Teddy Bridgewater or Joe Flacco or Case Keenum. You know, it's like they drafted Paxton Lynch and they drafted Drew Locke. And people are like, that's why we shouldn't draft him again. I'm like, no, you keep drafting him until you get it right. If he, And even if you get it right this year, draft another one next year. because he might. If get we right. draft a quarterback, that could severely impact our ability to draft another injured tight end. Yes, we could get a third-round t- uh, tackle next year in the first round if we solve our quarterback this year. I I am of the opinion that if you are injured, we shouldn't draft you. Yeah. It's a bold take. It's a bold take because I know every year we like to draft the injured player that never actually plays. Well, first of all, uh, I mean, if you want to be Denver, you say Michael Porter Jr. worked out just fine, so therefore it can work. But is that a subtweet? So to speak. Well, you're over here. You're doing soccer. Now you're, you're doing basketball. basketball and now, now we're back to Stay football. With Stay with me. Now, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> was your comment about Michael Penix Jr.? Or is it just a general comment? Or were you taking a, a comment that we shouldn't be drafting Penix? Who's very I, I, no, actually, I'm still like, I just had a moment where I was uh, embittered. Uh, yeah, it, it, every now and then it washes over me. Like, like a, yeah. Yeah. It, I get embittered. Uh, and I, I was just thinking about Greg Dulcich and mm. all the potential that he and his magnificent head of hair had. What and then I was like, wait, didn't we have, we had someone else. And, oh yeah. Jake Booty. Remember him? Oh, also injured tight end, never saw the field. So, um, um, he had a couple of catches, but what about Penix then? What if Peyton's like, bam, that's my guy. Are you, uh, trusting? Or are you like, Ooh, dude, no, don't do it. Dulcich, Dulcich. How do you feel? If they take a quarterback, there's something to believe in. I mean, they they have something. I mean, I don't know. Like, yes, Penix is often injured, but. If they could trade back into the second round and grab him, because he's probably got a second round grade. I don't know. Uh, interesting. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time trying to talk myself into McCarthy. Um, that time doesn't involve watching any of his tape because I'm like, man, throw a ball. That's all I get from that. It's mostly just reading his name over and over on Twitter. 
Yeah. So I'm trying to like, it's like Stockholm syndrome or something. So I'm trying to convince myself that that's all we need to get to the promised land is drafting this kid. And so I'm assuming we're going to draft, you know, you know, Jake Dulcich or Greg Booty or something as tight end instead. But I don't know. Give me a quarterback. Just let me, you know, remember those like first like 18 months where we had Drew Locke and everybody believed and there was that hope, even though it didn't work out. Those 18 months were great. Right. Lie to me. Lie to me. Lead me to believe there's a plan and yep. I will be I'll be happy. Like, stop, stop trying to treat me like an idiot. And that that plan involves Teddy Bridgewater or Joel Flacco, you know, stop. or any of these other retreads that are coming. Because yeah. if I if I see them, I know you've got no plan. Exactly. Stop pissing on my head and tell me it's raining. Give me a give me a young quarterback that I can overhype, that I can regret buying his jersey. Give me I want all of the feelings. I would even take Brian Greasy at this point, who is actually coaching for the Super Bowl just this weekend. Um, let me I think I speak on behalf of both people who are listening to this, but what? Huh? Yeah. Like remember remember when Brian Greasy was terrible? He wasn't yeah. he wasn't any anywhere near as bad as this bad. He made like, the Pro Bowl once. Yeah. But I still remember, like, we're not starting Bubby, which is the first time anybody's ever said that phrase out loud. But, like, 1999, it's like we're running it back, and we have the, a quarterback who, like, went, like, 5-0 and for us last year, and we're not starting Bubby. We're going with Brian Greasy. And I, I remember thinking Bubby's earned his chance, man. Give Bubby his due. Yeah. You know, Bubby. I used to live with uh, a bunch of uh, Green Bay Packer fans right around that era. And uh, and they were they're still they were really upset about that Super Bowl, which was amazing. Oh, lol, um, lol, haha. Sorry, uh, sorry, it had to happen against you guys. I mean, it's it's no, a I'm great not, it's a great I, franchise. I, I I like the Packers when they're not playing the Broncos. Like it's fine. Um, but I will always remember my my roommate um, Kelly. Both guys, by the way, as uh, me. Jess and Kelly, we had a very funny ad looking for a roommate. Uh, Jess and Kelly looking for roommate, both dudes. Um, <clears throat> he used to call them, uh, call uh, Brian Greasy, Brian Butthole of the Denver Buttholes. And uh, and without fail, anytime why, like the Broncos were on, he's like, how's Brian Butthole doing? Why? why who? Who? Okay. Well, huh. <laughs> yes. Brian, Brian, Brian Butthole. Patriot. Like he what? was. How does Brian Greasy inspire that level of hatred? He's like a nobody. Not anymore. He's coaching for the 49ers in the Super Bowl. He is not a nobody. He was then. Well, he is. Yeah. I mean, he was then. Yes. And he still is now. Mm, I don't know. I, I'm a little jealous of the Broncos coaching tree that is in uh, Las Vegas this week. Well, I mean, he's like the quarterback's coach, which really means his job is to say, yes, sir, Mr. Shanahan, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. So it's like, I mean, what is he actually doing there? More than the Broncos coaches are doing in Vegas this week. True. But do you think if Brian Greasy were here, we'd be like, Brian who? Hey, Brian who? Brian Butthole was here. You think, <laughs> we'd be, you think we'd be saying, man, did you see how good Russ was in those Pro Bowl games over the weekend? Or it's like, gee, I ho I'm glad Russ won the AFC championship game so we don't have to listen to Taylor Swift stuff all, all week at the Super Bowl. You think Brian Greasy is the missing link here? Or is he Brian Butthole, comma, nobody? Oh, if only we could find that out. Is there, is there some sort of empirical method we can employ to get to the bottom of it? Yeah, I, I think like most times on this podcast, 
it's just time to say, yeah, I think you're right, Mike. And then we move on. Mike. Let's move on. I'm going to count that. I'm going to count that as a win. <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, any prediction changes on your – we're still both going with the Niners? We're going with the Niners. I'm going to say uh, uh, I'm going to say 19 to 10 Niners. Dang. The rare 19er. What, what more could America want than a boring-ass Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go 27-17, but that's just because, you know um, – I'm like good at my job. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're going to be right. You're like just place, you know, capital just capital place for a reason. No, I'm going to be wrong. And the I'm a big fan. chiefs are going to win and I'm going to hate yeah. my life for the next year. We're, we don't deserve happiness. Um, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Any parting thoughts? Is that we're at a half hour here? Look, look at this. Just, uh, we just, we just, we just did a show. An off-season show, and it was amazing. We talked about Brian Butthole. What else, what else did we talk about? We talked oh, um, things. We talked yeah. about stuff. Yeah, and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was great. A little something for everybody. And join us next week as we talk all about my thoughts on Christian Pulisic and his role at AC Milan, where he's been elevated to a penalty kick taker. A sign of huge respect. Can't wait to get into it with all of you. For Jess Place, and Mike DeSico. Go with me, buddy. Come on. From Mike DeSico, I'm Kristen Polisic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a weekly soccer segment on this show, and just going to be I don't know. All I in. don't think so. Hmm. Excuse me while I whip this out. Uh, no. Yes. Thanks, Mikey. Love you, buddy. And you know who else loves you? Christian Pulisic. Yeah, I don't know who that is. You will next week. Mm, thanks for listening everybody bye bye